I'm one of those people that kind of always asks, like, why? I don't know what it is. It's just how my mind works. I'm always kind of asking, like, why is that? Reminds me of the famous words of uh, the great poet BDP, but ask yourself, homeboy, why is that? So it kind of brought me to certain questions on why certain people succeed and why other people kind of get lost in either what it is, their trauma or their thought. Whatever thing that gets them mentally stuck or, or have them believing that they can only achieve and do certain things. The time has come to live your life to the fullest. It's time to embark on a new journey, a journey that leads to emotional growth and mental freedom. Welcome to The Art of Living with your host, Dave Clinton. Welcome to The Art of Living show where we advocate for introspection while helping you break generational habits so you can grow. As always, I'm your host, Dave Clinton. So there was an experiment that uh, I can't remember when it took place, but uh, there was a violinist, right? And I think his name was uh, Josh Bell. And this dude was like an award-winning, renowned musician. And he, and he played on like a handcrafted, I think it was $3.5 million uh, dollar violin. And the experiment was they took this dude and they put him down the subway. And they had him play his violin. So I'm thinking they just had him with the regular panhandle look with the, the cup and the sign. And they just had him play in this D.C., uh, Washington, D.C. subway. And uh, before this guy, just to give you some history on this guy, uh, Josh Bell, before he was in this experiment, he was in uh, the train station plant. He had a concert, and I think it sold for like $100 each, a seat. So anyway, they put him in the subway, and uh, people are just rushing by this guy. They don't know that he has like a $3 million violin, and this probably this show that he's actually giving you for free would be close to like $100 just just to kind of let's hear him play. So anyway, there's, there's people with their kids, and they're scurrying by, and they're grabbing their kids' hands. Kids would try to stop and listen, and the parents would just be like, come on, let's go. We don't need to listen to this trash. And it just goes to show you that if you would have just told somebody who that guy was, I'm sure there would have been probably like a, a crowd of people around him. It would have been like the biggest thing. People would whip their phone out like, oh, this this guy's down here playing for free. You know who this guy is. But when they didn't know, it didn't have a value. That music didn't have a value. It meant nothing. It was just somebody just aggravating during the course of your day uh, going through the subway and this person's playing this stupid violin and you just want to get to where you're going to. But it's all about perception. It's it's all about basically how you view things and and not more along the lines of what price tag or what value other people's put. It's like what value does it have for you? The The common thing that we fall into of what does somebody else think this value is on this thing? And if it, they think that it means something, then it must mean something to me. Like somebody kind of give me the stamp that this is the okay thing to do. So it really got me thinking to why is it that I have so many friends that, or so many people that in my life, not friends, just friends, but so many people in my life that 
I look back and I would have to kind of give them the idea that we are the same and I'm not different than them in some way. But a lot of people in me just never bought into that. They never bought into the whole thing that we're the same person. Like, I don't have any superpowers. I'm not like a, and if you know me, I'm not like a complete book smart person. Like, you can't put a book in front of me and I'm going to bang it out in, a, in two days and I'm going to know everything I need to know on this and then you'll give me a test on it tomorrow and I'll pass with flying colors. I'm like one of those people I have to read things two to three times, then see a visual and then kind of get the grasp on what I'm actually reading and, and put the visuals to it. And I can I can kind of figure it out. So I have more of, of a common sense type of uh, mentality than I would have is just reading comprehension and, and what you would, I guess, quote unquote, look at as uh, smarts or intelligence. So I'm only telling you this to kind of give you a background on it. There wasn't really a difference between me and some of my friends. And I had... To, probably like a conversation I had a conversation with my friend probably like a week ago and the question was why do you think that there was such a difference and I I really felt it boiled down to a couple different things which is how you perceive yourself like do you have enough self-confidence to kind of look at something or look at somebody and see that, you know what, this person is more skilled than I am. And can you put your ego away to say, teach me or show me? And as easy as that sounds, there's a lot of people that I come across that can't put their ego away. It's the hardest thing. Like, it's, and I hate to say, like, some of the times it's usually, it's usually men that I'm with, that it's... It's hard for them to think about following, quote unquote, another man. When it, my mentality is not really following someone. It's actually learning. Because if, if you frame your mind as the eternal learner, like you want to learn and you want to gain as much knowledge as possible, it doesn't matter where you get that knowledge from. It really doesn't. It, it could be, I mean, there's so, I'm sure there's pretty hideous people in history and they said some smart things or they've, They've done some smart things. They just have shitty morals or shitty ideas of the world. But it doesn't mean that conceptually they don't have any good ideas. So for me, it's ego is one. You have to be able to put that ego away. Like You have to be able to say, you know what? I don't know enough about this. And once you, I feel like you gain certain type of knowledges or certain type of skills or you're learning from something, you then can make it yours. And that's the most important thing out of life for me is, is taking something and making it yours. Like You might copy that person or the person you learned from at first, but eventually when you find your own voice, you kind of make it yours. So that was one ego. The, the, the second one I was, I was kind of kicking around was perception, how you, how you take in information. But that's such a deep one because it's it's... it's it's multifaceted in the way of it all depends on how you was raised. So it's like a twofold thing to me. Because if if you were raised to kind of uh, not look at things as a failure, if you was raised to look at the things as to, okay, that's feedback, it's a lot different to take in different perspectives and not be sensitive or not really hold on 
to the uncomfortable feeling of being wrong or getting feedback that says you're not there yet. So how you're raised plays an important role. And, and I'll tell you why I feel I had another conversation with a friend that we were talking about being raised in a household where a parent is basically say, saying, I have the end, I have to say at the end of the day. And if you're not going to listen, I'm going to discipline you in X fashion. So you might feel like the kid is actually learning and kind of doing what you need them to do. But if they're only stimulated, if they're only uh, driven by the fact that I don't want to be wrong because I don't want to get spanked, then the press is not really learning in that, that mindset to me. And I don't want to uh, make it sound like I, I'm against whatever any anybody's spanking their kids or how they discipline. I don't, I'm not really, I'm talking about that, but I'm not talking about that because it's mostly for me from the standpoint of when you have somebody and they're, and they're only learning because their stimuli is pain, to me, that's not really learning. It's, it's one form, I guess, of learning. But for me, I want the person to be able to make the decision out of the fact that, you know what, whether wrong or right, I'm going to make that decision. Oh, okay, that was the wrong decision. I know it's the wrong decision, not because I'm going to get spanked. I know it's the wrong decision because it didn't innately feel right. I didn't make the other person feel right, or maybe I didn't respect that person, or maybe there was a consequence that I might have lost something, or I destroyed something. I want the feedback to be the teaching tool. So that was kind of like a long way to kind of explain to you that I feel like perception is based off of how we get feedback from the first ones that are around us, which is mostly our parents and our siblings, and how we view that feedback. Because if you view, if you view that feedback as something as positive, like, oh, I just got feedback, you, you kind of learn faster. And I think that's one of the things that kind of hindered my uh my speed and learning things and getting to this point where I'm at comfortable with that feedback is that I only learned out of the stimulant, only learned out of that uh, repercussion of, okay, this is going to happen if I don't do this and not out of that. What just happened there? How do I use that? Okay. How do I just tweak that, do it a little bit different and get a different feedback? So, definitely think perception played a lot of roles in the people around me that I grew up with that I kind of felt like they were really, really intelligent and smart. But the way they viewed the perception of maybe not fitting in in a social circle, maybe not being as articulate as other people around them or feeling that because of their they they dress a certain way or because they talk a certain way because they're in a certain culture that the predominant culture is going to look at them as you are this way or you're not really uh you're not really equal or you're not really educated enough to be in this circle where with me I kind of wanted the feedback I wanted to be in those circles because I I just didn't feel like I, I, I wanted to be around certain situations where I wasn't learning. Case in point, 
I remember, and I, I, I got to start by saying that my parents always shipped me away because they didn't really believe in the school systems in my neighborhood, and I totally understand because they weren't funded. They were just not good. It wasn't a good situation, so they shipped me off. So I'm, I'm in Catholic school, and we hooked school one day. And while we're hooking school and we're having this hook party at this kid's house, there's a woman walking around. So I immediately feel comfortable. I'm like, dude, you got an adult around and she's going to tell us. He's like, she's not going to tell. He's So he goes on to say she's a, a au pair. I'm like, what the hell is an au pair? It's like, dude, she, she's just like a foreign exchange student, but they kind of exchange their services for child care. So they basically, she's basically like a nanny, dude. And I learned in that instant. It might have been the stupidest question because I saw the look on his face. He was like, dude, everyone has his one. I'm like, no, no. Where I'm from, no one has an au pair, dude. Needless to say, I was always adapt to, okay, that was information. As simple as that was, it was information. And that's what kind of I gravitated to. I wanted that. I was always curious, but I was scared to be curious because I was also scared to look at, like, some, be looked at like some of my friends as an idiot for asking otherwise simple question to the masses but what I've learned was in life a lot of people have questions but they might be scared to ask so now I ask that question and then you might see like four or five people around me if I'm at like a a convention and I raise my hand and I ask this quote-unquote stupid question you can see the crowd loosen up and other people start putting their hands up and other people start contributing to the conversation or like well I didn't know what this was so I think we all have that insecurity of not looking the part, but a lot of people that I grew up with kind of played into it more because based off, I think, the feedback. Before I get out of here, there's a great quote by Lao Tootz. Because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. Thank you for listening to the Living Show. Subscribe to this show to be the first to hear new episodes packed with inspiring stories from those who overcome personal obstacles, fears, and judgment to live their life with emotional intelligence. Always remember your faith is not determined by the prison of your mind. One.